Welcome back to another episode of the Ring 'em Up podcast, man. The championship series is here. We have the matchup set, and it's all ready to get started. Carlos, how are we? We're good, man. Yeah, we got a very unpredictable matchup on one side, anyways, of this uh, bracket. But on the other side, it's I feel like everybody could have seen this coming. But yeah, man, we just witnessed some really good baseball games on you know some sides. Some really good baseball, and at the same time, some really surprising stuff. I mean, first and foremost, I want to get into the fact that the three teams that had over 100 wins this year had one win combined. One. Yeah. Um, also, to all the people who are making excuses about the layoff, shut the fuck up. You're they, These guys are grown-ass men. They get paid millions of dollars to play baseball, and you're telling me... If you ask the Dodgers, the Braves, the Orioles, hey, would you rather continue playing or would you rather have, you know, a five-game break? They, everyone's going to take the break. I mean, yeah, for the people that make that excuse, I don't see There's how— There's a lot of that. Yeah, I don't see how having a, a little five-day—I mean, the one argument that I kind of have a little bit of sentiment towards is someone said that— um, you get that break, and so you kind of lose rhythm a little bit of like the live pitching or the in-game kind of pitching kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Which right. that one I can kind of see. Yeah. But I'm sure you're still you're still facing live pitchers. You can call up some freaking minor league guys. Their season's been over with. You know what I mean? Just throw them up on the bump to get you some live AB, some in-game kind of a situation thing. You know what I mean? Like you still have the opportunity to really you know, get that kind of a live at bats. This so. is where I debunk all that. What's the Houston Astros excuse? Yeah, they did sure as hell didn't have one. I under, and I mean they faced a really good pitching rotation, a really good bullpen. I mean what's Don't get their me excuse? wrong, the twins didn't look bad either. No. That's what I'm saying. And the Astro the Astros didn't have a, an excuse. They didn't have a problem. No, honestly. they didn't have a single problem with their timing, but everybody else did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't use, I don't see it either. I mean, for everybody that's saying, oh yeah, it's not fair for those teams, fuck off. Like, um, like the 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 that little bit of a break should help you more than anything. I what mean, about you the All Star break? Yeah, none, you none just, of these guys complain when there's four days off in the All Star break. Yeah, you just played 160 something games, and you're going to tell me that a little five game break before the postseason isn't going to benefit you, isn't going to help you? That's like, what I'm saying. These guys are professionals. They're getting paid millions of dollars for this stuff. And you're going to tell me that a five-day break is going to ruin everything? No. You just got beat. Yeah. You uh, just got beat by a better team. That's all that is. And there's yeah. no excuses for that. You just got beat. Yeah, I think momentum is huge when it comes to these situations. I think having those meaningful games towards the end of the year uh, definitely helps in these situations as well. Um I mean, I think all of those things are very important, but let's just jump right into it. I mean, obviously the most uh, exciting series that was out there in the uh, division ser- divisional series between all four of them was going to be that Phillies, the Phillies Braves, man. Right. The Braves did not look good. No, 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 no. And when you needed their, you know, their MVP to step up, he did nothing. Yeah, he did nothing. Matt Olson did nothing. Austin Riley was really the only one that the had only one who did anything. Yeah, he had what two home runs in the four games they played. Yeah, something. Like you that. know what I mean? Had a couple nice hits, things like that. But I mean, really, he was the one that saved them from getting swept. Yeah, they really were an Austin Riley swing away from getting swept. That's really the only deciding factor that you know between Game Three and Game Four here. Um, the Braves just looked bad. They just look bad, and don't get me wrong, Philly has a lot of momentum, and they, you know, they were riding high coming into this series, but they had the Braves just didn't have anything. They, their, yeah, their offense was non-existent. I mean, to put really, it slightly. And to be honest with you, 
that game that they won, game two, where Bryce Harper got doubled up. Um, I thought they were going to lose that one. I, I thought th- I thought the Philly, Philly was going to come I, back and win. And I don't blame Bryce Harper one bit for that. You, I mean, you're down the run in the ninth. You got to score. So he understood what he needed to do. Maybe he could have been on, you know, on the right side of second base because if you think about it, if that ball isn't caught, it's going to hit the wall. It's going to hit something. It's going to yeah. and you're probably scoring. Regardless. So you're going to score anyway. So he could have maybe been on the right side of second base, and it would have been maybe a he different situation. He could have been on second base. Right. You know what I but mean? But he was rounding second when he realized that he needed to go back. Yeah, he was. He was. But again, regardless, though, they were that. And then again, who saved that play? Austin Riley. He saved that play from... Oh, yeah, because the uh, Michael he, Harris he overthrew, overthrew the two cutoff but, guys. But Austin Riley was backing up yep. the two cutoffs in front of him, and he, you know, on the run, made a good throw to first. And, again, Austin Riley's the only I'll tip, only player. I'll tip my cap to Austin Riley. That guy came ready to play. He was there. He was he was good to go. Um, he wasn't sitting back and waiting for anything else to happen. He was trying to make it happen. Unfortunately, he was the only one. Right. And, I mean, that sucks when you had the MVP of the league on your team. He did nothing. Yeah, Ronald Acuna this series. Oh. Well, not only not only that, but you also had Matt Olson, that was the home run leader of the whole league. Yeah, you know what I mean. And absolutely, he what he do? Nothing. Not Ronald Acuna, two for 14, zero RBIs. Literally did nothing for this team. That's your MVP of the of the whole league this year. I mean, you can definitely say he's the best player that was there for the whole the whole MLB, not just the National League, right? Obviously, you have the two that separate, but. Ronald Acuna Jr. was the best player this year overall. You know what I mean? There was not one person that would top him, I would say. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, Matt Olson was non-existent as well. I mean, like I said, Austin Riley took my cap to him. That was one of the guys that – Austin Riley, 353 average, two bombs, and six hits. I mean, he's the only one who was productive in this round for the Braves. Yeah, he came and he was ready to play, which, you know, give him all his props too. But, I mean – um. Uh, Orlando Arcia didn't do anything. Uh, Michael Harris Jr. didn't do anything. Um, who else they got out there? Uh, you know, I can't even think of who else they freaking have. Nobody showed up. Right. And the only other one that uh, that was, you know, decent for them was Spencer Strider. He did lose both of these games, don't get but me wrong. But he looked good. But he looked good in both of his yeah, outings. You can't be mad when you're in, a, you're in an elimination game and you come out there as an ace. You give up three runs over, what, six or six – Six innings, I want to say. He had a two eight ERA in his two games. I mean, game one he he 12, took twelve innings. Game one he took the out through seven innings, five hits, one earned run with eight strikeouts. One earned. Whose fault is that for bro. not getting him more than two runs, or for more getting him for getting them two runs? Bro, he was there. Spencer Strider, you give him his props too, because I mean, and you saw the last game too on Spencer Strider. Philly fan, they got on him. Oh, man. they let him. They let. What was it? Game. Uh, Three in Philly when they were chatting we that we want Strider. Yeah. Oh man, I'm like Strider. If Strider comes out and lays a goose egg tomorrow, that's bad news. And he for did him. it. He did he it. He did it, man. No. So he I, lost. Yes, he lost. But he lost. He, gave he threw up well. Yeah, he, he lost, gave his gave team a three, fucking bro. every chance to win that game, and he the, the offense just didn't show up, which is kind of shitty for him because I mean, again, what more do you want? Your ace is on the line. Your ace is up there. Your offense has been unreal all season, and you're going to tell me that you your can't offense go out was there. being told they were the best, you know, greatest offense of all time. They were in those conversations, and they come out and do nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. What do they do? Um, how many runs they score in all four games? They scored four or five in the second game, two in the uh, third game, 
eight total eight, runs. Yeah. One in the last one. one. Eight runs. Eight total runs. For the greatest offense of all time, yeah, allegedly. For, yep. And you're going to score eight runs against Philly. And not to mention, Ranger Suarez beat you twice. Yeah, dude. I don't, I mean, look, um, the manager over there in Philadelphia, I can't think of his name right now either, um, but he's pulling the right strings. You know what I mean? Especially in that th- game three because Ranger Suarez can, is, is a guy that, uh you know, isn't necessarily going to blow you away. Yeah, he's not going to blow you away with 97, 98, 99 consistently. You know what I mean? He's going to sit low to mid, mid-90s. He's going to sit 94, 95, you know, on a good day. But he's got some great off speed. And, and, th- and this is what he's going to give you. He pitched two games, right, the first and the last game. He won. He got the decision for one of them. But he has a 1.04 ERA in eight innings. Unhittable. Which, again, I mean, it's only eight innings, but they pull in the right move. They know when he can, you know, when to take him out, when to leave him in, and it worked. Yeah, but that also helps because he goes, he's got, he's had short outings. He's obviously got a shorter leash than the other two guys that they have in their rotation. But when you have Zach Wheeler out there going six plus, 10 strikeouts, almost no hit him. Almost, I mean, literally yeah. had an old hitter going into the seventh inning. Yep. So when you have him doing that and then you bust out Aaron Nola for game three as well, Aaron Nola goes, uh, do do. Aaron Nola, I know, had a good day. Yep. I mean, 2 0, 1 4 2 ERA in the postseason there. So, I mean, when you have all that stuff going on, I mean, it's kind of hard to. Right. And, I mean, Philly's just clicking on all cylinders, man. Their bullpen's lights out. Nick Castellanos, oh, my God, bro. That guy really – I mean, if anybody wants it, like, that you can see on TV and you can say that guy really wants it, it's Nick Castellanos. Four right home runs. Four fucking home runs while the Braves hit three in this series. First player ever in the history of baseball – to have multi or back to back multi home run games in the postseason, off Strider and uh, who threw for them that third game? Um, oh shoot, I don't remember who they pitched that third game. At the end of the day, it don't matter to me. I mean, the fact that you're going out there in games like this and you're showing out. I mean, um, Atlanta and get game. Which one was it? Game four, right? Um, Atlanta comes out and Austin Riley hits that home run in the third. All of a sudden, Atlanta's up one nothing, and Nick Castellano at the bottom of the inning comes back up off a, a strider and hits that slider oh, that stayed yeah. inside, and just says, "No, nah, this this isn't happening yep. right now. Like you're not catching any up, kind yep. of momentum. Like yep. you're not doing any of that. We're taking it right back. And you know what? That's so, a dog, man. Yep. Trey Turner went deep. Bryce Harper goes deep after Orlando Arcia. Gave him bulletin board material. What what do you make of that? I don't think it's as big a deal as people think it is. Where Orlando Arcia was, um, this was after game two, after the base running incident, where Bryce Harper got doubled up at first. Yes. In the clubhouse of the Braves, Orlando Arcia, their second baseman, was like, boy Harper or something like that. He yeah. said something like that that apparently was supposed to be meant for the clubhouse. According to him. According to him, but yeah. a reporter got a hold of that. He posted it, whatever. Um I mean, I do have a couple. Like, it I mean, caused I, a whole spark. It caused a whole lot of controversy. Oh, I mean, it you gave, have Kevin it, Gosman tweeting out like, "Our clubhouse is our clubhouse," that kind of thing. Um, but that gave bulletin board to Bryce Harper, who then goes deep twice and stares him down as he as he's rounding. Oh first. my god, that picture is so hard. The second home yeah. run where it, he's around, he's on the base, and Orlando RC is actually looking, looking at, at him. him. Like that picture goes hard, and that picture should be framed in like a. a 10 foot by 10 foot picture in the yeah. hall of fame like <laughs> i think it should be in the visitors clubhouse or walking towards the visitors clubhouse so that way whenever 
Atlanta comes to town, they see that like, oh, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's remember this, good. yeah, remember what you did here, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, but, what's your take on that, man? Do you think it's a big deal? Do you think that was a, uh, you know, meant to get out or what? What? What you? What are you thinking on that? I kind of have mixed emotions on this, right? Because I, I mean. Yes, in a clubhouse, the clubhouse should be the teams. Right. You know what I mean? The clubhouse is what the clubhouse is. Whatever gets said in the clubhouse belongs to whoever's in there at the time that it's said, whoever heard it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those things, whatever's, whatever happens in the clubhouse, whatever's said in the clubhouse kind of stays here. You know what I mean? I agree, yeah. But at the same time, MLB allows the reporters into the clubhouse in these kind of times. You know what I mean? And it's not just... For the postseason, a lot of times there are reporters throughout the clubhouse as well. So you got to understand that when you have any kind of reporters, they're going to find any little thing to try to report on, right? Because at the end of the day, that's their job. Their job is to get people to read their articles, to watch their interviews, to, you know, whatever it is. So when something like this comes up, oh, Orlando Garcia said this, what do you think they're going to do? It's not like he didn't know reporters weren't in there. Yeah, it's not like they're in there just to oh let's see what they do today. They're just and he, hiding yeah, we're in just, so much closet. We're just sitting in the corner back here, and we're just watching to see what's going on here. We're not going to report on anything that doesn't happen when we're allowed to be in here. Like, I don't. Sure, maybe he did it and mean for Harper to hear it, but at the end of the day, you said it in front of reporters, bro. What do you expect? Yeah. Like, what do you expect? You expect these guys not to try to make something of That's this? That's how they get their paychecks. The bigger the story, the more the clicks. The exactly. Bigger, yeah. And mean. not only that, it makes it more, now it makes it more exciting. Now there's something to back it up. I mean, it's not ironic that Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos the next day walk in with uh, Deion Sanders and Colorado University shirts, you know, it with it's it becomes personal. Yeah. You make it personal. Well, what do you expect? And, like, even, and even if Orlando Garcia didn't, you know, make it, per- you know, maybe his attention, like maybe he jokingly just said like, ah, fucking attaboy Harper, you know. Which I'm sure that's what I'm, it was. I'm sure that's what it was. But in a situation like this where you have to go to Philly and play two games, not just the one, you got to play two games in Philly. You can't give them anything to like, oh, nothing to hang their nothing, hat on. Nothing, absolutely say, this nothing. This is exactly why we're coming And I you. mean, Harper came out, hit two bombs and fucking stared him down both times. So... I mean, did that just add fuel to the fire? One hundred percent. And I think, f- I, and I think that's now going to fucking help the Astros even into their next series. I mean, not the Astros, the the Phillies. Phillies. I, I think, think that's yeah. going to help them into their next series. I mean, it just all that did is just it threw gasoline on a fire that was burning. Yeah, in my eyes, you know yeah, what I mean. No, you I had a fire that was going. I think the Braves legitimately had a chance. You know what I mean? Especially you know one one. All you had to do was win one in Philly, and then you're back home for Game Five. And you'd probably have Strider available, maybe on short rest. But again, Strider was looking very good in both of his starts. So. Correct. You know what I mean? So now you have that. But as soon as that comes out, now you add a bunch of gasoline onto that fire, and now you know, emotions are running even higher than they were before. Right. You know what I mean? It it becomes a point where now you you really just fucked up there. So, yeah, Philly takes this in four. Um, I think we both had Philly on this. I think we were riding high, and I mean, I'm, I'm still riding high, even as they head into their, you know, NLCS. Like, I, I think Philly has a legit chance to win it all. I man. think so, too. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm riding real high on them to win it all because Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola – 
like I've said all, like I've been saying the whole postseason, these guys are. I, I said it before. I mean, these guys have been there. They know kind of what to do, and they're showing that they can still do it. It wasn't a one postseason and we're done kind of thing. No, because they're back here again this year, and they're looking just as good as they've ever looked. And have more momentum. I feel like they have more of that itch to want to win it all. Like correct. Yeah. I think you know. last last year was like, oh shit, we actually made it and we can make it. And this year's like. Hey, we're gonna make it, and we're gonna actually fucking win. Like they well, just, they just have that killer instinct in my eyes. What this whole thing with them has reminded me of, I don't know if you've seen that Travis Kelsey and or uh, no, what's the brother's name? Uh, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Uh, the documentary that they made on him. Nah. So they made a documentary on the two. This is you know kind of gonna really you'll see how it falls in, but they made a documentary on him, and obviously him and uh, the Eagles in Kansas City last year played in the world in the in the Super Bowl. Right and and uh, the Chiefs won, um, but there was a snippet um, within the documentary where uh, Travis and Jason are both getting interviewed, and Travis said something along the lines of, "When you win one, or when you're there and you're you know you're in that moment and you don't win, or even if you do win, it just gives you that much more of a hunger to go win again right. or to go win it, right? If especially if you were there and didn't win, it gives you that much more of a want to go get it." Right. And I think, like you said, a lot of these guys now have even more of that want to really go out and get it. And it's the same team. It's not, I mean, their key, the only guy they added was Trey Turner, who was with the Dodgers. So he knows playoff baseball. He won the World Series with the Nationals. So he knows that feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not like he needs to get on board. Like all these guys were on the same, on the team last year. So all these guys have that itch to want to be. All these guys have been there or want it. Just leading into our next uh, subject here, they'll be facing the Diamondbacks. And they have home field advantage. So now four of the uh, three games are in Philly. Yep. So seven-game series now back in Philly. I mean, the one thing I do want to cue into on the Philly and why I'm so high on them is you have all these guys that are that are hot, right? You have Bryce Harper. You have Nick Castellanos. You have um, Trey Turner, right? You see him kind of doing his thing as well. The Brandon one, Marsh. Brandon oh, yeah. Marsh and Brent and uh Bryson Bryson Stott. Like these guys, you know what I mean? They're doing what they need to do. You have the guy out in center field. I can't even think of his name right now. For uh, the Phillies? For the Phillies, yeah. I mean the guy can't hit a ball to save his life from what I've seen. You know what I mean? But Rojas? They, yeah, Rojas, but they have him out there for defensive purposes and he legitimately saved Oh you yeah. know what I mean? That play in the in gap. Center field, yeah, yeah. that play in the gap Bases at the wall. Loaded. Bases loaded, two outs, and he goes out and makes an amazing play. You know what I mean? So they have the right moves, but the one guy that I'm – if Kyle Schwarber – Their leadoff hitter. If Kyle Schwarber gets just even a little bit hotter, it's it's over for everyone. Yeah, I offensively, think so too. If, if Kyle Schwarber gets going offensively – And starts clicking with the rest of the guys. It's over 100%. Not only that, but you also have Ranger Suarez. Like you said, one point whatever ERA. Bro – what? Yeah. Uh, like, Kyle what Schwarber, 25 at-bats, has four hits, batting 160 in the playoffs. Let him get hot and watch how dangerous. And he can. He watch can. how dangerous. He's been there multiple times, too. He, you know what I mean? It, right. It, 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 he hasn't been there just once. He's been there multiple times. So let him get hot and watch how dangerous that lineup gets in. But then you go, and honestly, that game four, I was a little surprised with how the bullpen was managed. But at the same time, it kind of worked. You bring in... um Alvarado, is it Alvarado? Yeah, Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, you bring him in, what is it, like the sixth inning? And then 
and then you bring in uh, Craig Kimbrell in the seventh, right? This is your eight and nine guy. Yeah. This is your eight and nine inning guy. You bring them in in six and seven. I thought you it wor- might. And then you worry about the ninth when you get there. Exactly. But I thought that it might bite them in the butt when you have to bring in, who is it, Iglesias in the eighth. And then. Um, Strom. Uh, Michael Strom or yeah, something like the that. Lefty, the lefty. Yeah. yeah, lefty in the ninth. I was like, this might hurt him. But these guys bared down and got the job done, too. And he nobody talks about him. Michael Strom's not a closer by any means, and he's he, had he had two saves all year. He came out and was fucking lights out for them that third that uh, bottom of the, or two, top of the night. Two saves all year, and you put him in game four of the NLDS, and he comes out and just shoves. I mean, Philly's looking dangerous. Philly's looking dangerous, but at the same time, I've doubted Arizona all postseason. I didn't think Arizona would be able to do much all mm-hmm. postseason. And these guys continue to surprise. They just swept the Dodgers. Swept. I mean, a clean sweep. And, like, easily swept the yeah, Dodgers. I mean, like, it, it wasn't even like a... There wasn't a fight. In any game. What game was it where they lost by, like, 15? What game was that? The uh, first game? Game one or game Oh, yeah. Like, that was Kershaw's sad outing. Kershaw with one out in uh, his postseason oh, this year. Oh, my God. Kershaw, man. I feel bad for Kershaw. Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it sucks. It's, I mean... I will never have anything bad to say about how good Kershaw is, but when it comes to October, I, that man just shies away. He He's, just he can't do it in October, man. I don't, I don't I don't get it. I really don't get how it's never clicked for him in October ever. Yeah, Kershaw goes out game one and gives up like what six runs over three over an out. Like he 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 only records one out, but that just kind of goes into the rest of the storyline for the Dodgers. Bobby Miller comes out game two and goes what I think one in a third or something like that, and then Lance Lynn comes out. He goes at least two plus, I believe, two and a third or two and two thirds or something like that, but gets shelled with four home runs and one in that third inning. Uh, it was technically five. One one was just foul. That was when. That, I mean, I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> the, uh, Montero? <laughs> on Montero, yeah. And this is for the fourth home run of that inning where Montero literally hits a ball, probably about 480 feet foul. and then Barely v- foul. Yeah, barely, barely, barely foul. I mean, he rounded the bases like he did the whole thing. It was and a then, decent, you know, it was a review. Yeah, they went, reviewed it, and called it a foul ball. And so then cool. very next pitch, <laughs> Lance Lynch serves him up a pitch right down the middle. He goes, oh, my bad. Here, dude. Try again. Here, take it this time. Here, have <laughs> Oh, my. So, yeah, the Dodger starters mm. in the uh, NLDS, four and two-thirds, 13 earned runs, which is a 25.08 ERA, 16 hits, five bombs, four by Lance Lynn in the third inning, three walks, two strikeouts, two four innings. Yeah, that's... That, between that, three guys. That doesn't win you anything. That's not gonna win you nothing. You know what I mean? And Kershaw, I get it. one out, six hit, six earned run. I mean, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. And again, that's not, that's not even to bury the lead. I think the bigger story here is Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, like Acuna, one, one for, for twenty-one. Yeah, that's. What do we? I mean, non-existent again. I mean, what are we doing? Again, does the break have something to do with it? Sure, maybe. But at the same time, you're a professional. You that that shouldn't that shouldn't impact the way no, you come I out don't, and play. Like that's not an excuse. These guys are professionals. They're getting paid millions. I mean, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are arguably one some of the best hitters in baseball. They're not. They are, and you can't use that as an excuse. I'm sorry, but you can't, especially when the Astros went out there and handled business. I I just don't. I can't see it. But um, I want to, I want to read you this hot take from uh, Irvin Magic Johnson, who's co-owner of the Dodgers. 
We were all disappointed that our Dodgers didn't pitch or hit well. That's why we lost the series to the Diamondbacks. So, shout out to Magic Johnson for knowing his stuff over there. <laughs> oh, good old Magic. But, um, yeah, I mean. I mean, in Arizona, you got, again, give, I, I'll I'll take, I mean, everything I've said about Arizona. Um, There's nothing to say. They're fucking hitting, they're pitching. They're, they're, they're doing it all. You know what I mean? Top to bottom, you have, again, that it's kind of another Ranger Suarez situation over there where you have, I don't even know how to pronounce his, his last name. But oh, the uh, the dude with the six ERA yeah. for the season comes out, and all of a sudden, the dude knows how to pitch. All of a sudden, he can't get hit. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, when you have guys like that that are stepping up consistently and doing it on a regular basis, like, I mean, it, that's kind of what you, it's just such a frisky team. They get on base, they bunt, they hit and run, they steal, they do and the little things, and they're hitting bombs, which we said they don't do. They are doing it. They're hitting bombs on the regular. I mean, everybody. Lourdes, or is it Lourdes? Yeah, Lourdes Gurriel. Yeah, he's the one over there, right? He's got a bomb. Alec Thomas has got two. Cattell uh, Marte's got two. Gabriel Moreno has three. Corbin Carroll has two. Christian Walker, their home run leader, has one. Tommy Pham has a bomb. Tommy Pham, give it up to that guy, too. That guy was uh, given up on. He was. Uh, everybody thought he was pretty much done for. Uh, they throw him into a uh, young team. They throw him into a guy. lineup over there, and all of a sudden he's doing a little bit again. Right. You know? I mean, and I would say he's maybe the veteran presence there. Well, you have Evan Longoria. Oh, well, true, know? but Tommy Pham's 35. He's yeah. not a young buck. He, and he's been in the league for a little while, too. You know what I mean? He's He's been around for sure with St. Louis, obviously with the Padres. I believe he was down with Miami for a little bit, too. Um you know, so he's bounced around a little bit here and there. He's had his share of, you know, not being able to do a whole lot from what it looked like. But, you know, you put him in the right spot, you put him in the right environment, and it looks like he can still play a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I just want to shout out Corbin Carroll. Um, oh, my God, dude. We we saw, I mean, you know, if you're an avid baseball fan and you know baseball, like you know who Corbin Carroll is, he's probably going to be the NL Rookie of the Year. But he's showing you. Who he's going to become. He's a lot he, he, more than... This dude's 23? 23. 23. He, he turned 23 in August. He turned 23, and this dude's batting 400 in the postseason. He's got three... He's struck it out three times in six games, or five games. I mean, the dude's unreal. He has two bombs, seven hits, and 17 at-bats. He's got four RBIs. The dude's fucking good. Yeah, no, I mean, without a doubt, I mean... Probably one of the best rookie seasons that we've seen in a long time. I mean, I don't know anyone else that's had a rookie season like him. I mean, he's he signed an extension this year, $111 million, I believe. Um, Going to win the NL Rookie of the Year if he doesn't. I think it'd be a huge surprise to everybody. I don't know anybody that's going to come close to doing what he did this right. year. Um, and now he's shown it in the postseason. Man, this guy is a stud. He's He's... He's going to be, you know, he's someone good. to reckon with for a long, long, long time. And Arizona did the right thing by giving him the extension right away. No, absolutely. You, you want to build around this guy. This guy's really fucking good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, obviously, now you have that Phillies and uh, Di- Diamondbacks, um, NLCS. Um, again, <laughs> I'm rolling with Philly, but I'm I'm not. I'm not putting any doubt past Arizona. Wow, this might be a seven-game series. Yeah, this definitely could be a six, seven-game series. 
um, because again, I, I I I've doubted Arizona getting to this. I doubted Arizona getting and to both this of point. Their series. We didn't think yeah. they'd get past the Brewers, and we didn't think they'd get past the Dodgers. Yeah, and and here they are. You know what I mean? So that's a team of resilience. That's a team that uh you know with their backs against the wall, they're gonna come out and they're gonna show you that they can punch you in the mouth too, and you better be able to punch back. Right. You know, and right now we haven't seen it, but obviously Philly being who Philly is and Philly doing what they're doing, um, you know, this is gonna be a a a real nice matchup moving forward here and, and kind of seeing what's happening, you know. So, I mean, oh, I, I'm like you said. I also believe Philly will handle business here, but I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy. Yeah, you got a guy all. like Zach Gallen who fucking shoves. Uh, Merrill Kelly who look who looked really good. Paul Seawall, the closer is looking really good. I mean, they got a bunch of guys who are surprising everybody and just getting the job done. So. Yeah. I don't I'll know. They're they're just a frisky team, man. They just they're one of those like scrappy fucking you know you know those scrappy teams where they're just gonna put the they ball in play. Way. They're gonna find a way. They're gonna lay down bunts. They're gonna hit and run. They're gonna all these guys steal bags. I mean, I don't know, man. I if I was the Philly, I definitely wouldn't overlook it. I definitely wouldn't be. I mean, and they shouldn't, right? It's the NLCS. They're there for a reason. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you get to this point, I mean, if you're if you're overlooking any kind of team, you're you're probably going to be the one to get uh to get embarrassed out there. You know what I mean? It's it's uh kind of like I think what might have happened with the Dodgers. They handled Arizona maybe all year Brewers. long. Yeah, yeah the maybe Brewers the Brewers too. You know what I mean? But the Dodgers handled Arizona year all year long and. You know, I think they might have thought it was going to be a little bit easier than it was, and then Arizona come out and punches them in the face, you know, three games in a row and says, yeah, no, this isn't happening. Um, shout out to uh, my boy da- Daniel Osorio. Um, he uh, actually blew me up this morning. Uh, he was listening to the last episode of the podcast, and he did tell me that Arizona has a chance against the Dodgers um, because of the division that they've been playing in. You know, they play in a, in a tougher division, you know, where you got to go out and compete and you got to go out and fight every day, especially with powerhouses like the Dodgers, powerhouses like the Giants. The I mean, the Padres, the Padres right? Um, so you have these powerhouses. So you, you got to compete year round in that division. And he told me that they had a legit chance of taking them to, uh, you know, he said, push them to their limits. I guess to him that meant beat the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't take it as that way, but um he did have he did have Arizona with the, with a real strong chance against the Dodgers and so um we mentioned last time I don't you know what I mean I didn't see anybody thinking that was possible he says he did so we'll give him his props there um he's a real good baseball mind too maybe someday we can find a way to get him on so you guys can understand him and kind of uh get to see how he thinks of it because it's also very interesting I mean very few people that I I know or talk baseball with a lot um have a real deep understanding of the game that's more than just what you see on the surface level right and he sees it he definitely does and you know what I mean I can't push that away from him so hopefully we can get him on someday figure out how to get him he is in Vegas he's a baseball he's a high school baseball coach out there doing wonderful things uh where he's doing as well getting guys to the next level and doing stuff like that so you know props out to him he did uh he does have Philly over uh um, Arizona in this one as well too. Oh. So you know what I mean. It's it's kind of there. Ju- I just think yeah. I mean yeah. Shout out him, but I I just think Philly has way too much momentum right now. They are riding so high. I, I don't know how you stop that train. I don't. It's I just, really don't yeah, think so. It's it's too it's a, it's 
it's too much power Again, over there. I don't everywhere. think it's going to be easy. I don't think they're going to be clean cut games. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. But I do think, I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I think Philly's just riding too high. Yeah. They have the home field advantage. We saw what it does. Yeah. We saw what they, you know, not that they rattled Spencer Spencer Strider, but they will get on you. They oh, you, you did you saw that video? No, of uh, the guy Orlando Arcia. Oh, Orlando, yeah. Dude, when they're they yelling got at him, him, they got to him. They and, got to him. And everyone's like, oh, well, he was just kind of like you know mocking. I'm like, you can't show them anything. Nah, like, you can't turn around and flip them off or boo them or stick your nothing. Yeah. And you saw Ronald Acuna kind of trying to like. Yo, we're playing a game, like, yeah. turn around, like, don't worry about them. When you're focused about what the fans are saying and what the fans are doing. If it's, you give it, them anything, like, yeah. they're going to run with that. And well, then, not just that, but, I mean, you're, it shows where your focus is. Right. You know what I mean? You're playing in an elimination game that's that you have to win in order to keep your hopes alive, at, you know, going for another championship. And when you're more focused on what the fans are saying and when that's kind of getting under your skin, it kind of shows that you're you're really not in the game. As much as you want to say, oh, yeah, I was focused, oh, yeah, I was in it. I mean, you're you're focused on the fans. You're upset about what the fans are saying to you. You're upset about what they're yelling. At the end of the day, yeah, you do have you do have a ring. He was pointing out, oh, I got a ring, I got a ring. Yes, you do have a ring. Congratulations. But they're just in your head. Yeah, right they're at that point, swimming. they're I, just swimming in your head, bad, yeah. and it showed. And I mean, that's one I mean. of those things where they're living in your head rent free right now, and yeah. you're probably still thinking about it, pissed off that they yeah. were yelling all that stuff at you. You know what I mean? You know, and it's, I agree. You can't at this this time of year. You definitely can't do that, especially what, the Philly fans. Yeah, oh, because those guys will eat you alive. Yeah, like, I exactly don't, my th- point. They'll eat you alive. Speaking I don't care of who fans, you are. Um, just transitioning to the freaking AL side. Uh, the fans in Minnesota. I don't know if you saw this, but they were doing the pitch clock. They were like counting down the pitch clock, oh, really? but they were doing it in order. So they were. It was like oh eight seven, but they were in order. With when uh, what's in Christian Javier was on the mound, and they asked him like, "Oh, like how do you feel about the fans, uh, you know, counting down?" And he's like, "Oh, it helped me." I'm like, "If you're Minnesota, you gotta kind of like fuck with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't count it down in order. That's just that's the difference between nice fans and Philly fans, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Philly fans would have been like two one, and it's still on ten. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, and so yeah. Anyway, that I just saw that though. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, Houston gets it done. Uh, yeah, man, Houston. Houston looks good, top to bottom. Um, I, I hate it, absolutely hate it. Yeah. I mean, I do too. I don't want to see them. I don't. I mean, I just I don't want to see them win. I mean, they've built this dynasty that's been around for the past couple of years now. This is seven straight. Seven straight. I mean, we said it last time. The American League runs through Houston. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. It still does. It still will. I don't see it happening. I mean, their lineup is their lineup is unreal too. You know what I mean. Jose Altuve comes out game one, boom, hits a bomb, first pitch. I mean, he's ready to go. What nothing, nothing says nothing says I'm ready to go more than first pitch of the of the series. Boom! Here's your home run. Um, Alex Bregman obviously still needs to heat up a little bit, but he gets going. That becomes dangerous, and then you have Jordan Alvarez, which oh my is the God. Jordan Alvarez is the best hitter in all of baseball. You that can, dude's unfucking real. You can argue with your mama. I don't care. I mean, you're not gonna convince me otherwise. Anything that gets thrown at that guy from a lefty, from a righty, uh, you can. Throw it with your foot if you want. I don't care. Like he's gonna hit it out more likely than not. His he, swing is is one of the nicest swings I've seen in a long time. It's through the zone. And he's it stays got so much power. Oh, it's my. just natural power too. It's the scary part. Is he just he just connects and that ball flies off the bat, man. I I haven't seen anything like this in a long time, and it's sucks that it's with the Astros. Yeah, it's the I, only thing. I mean, 
we're all past the whole cheating thing. I mean, it is what it is. What, that's uh, over with. That's over with. They won the World Series after yeah. the fact, so you can't really use that against them. Yeah. But all these guys, there's really Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, I think, are the only ones left from that team. I mean, there's not. I mean, Verlander was there, sure, but like Jordan Alvarez and Michael Brantley, uh, Kyle Tucker, these guys weren't on that team, but they're fucking. I mean, and Kyle, speaking of Kyle Tucker, he's batting 143. He hasn't even warmed up yet, and yeah. his team's still banging you got a couple guys there that need to get going and if they get going too it's kind of the same situation as how scary can this lineup get right you know what i mean when you got guys clicking on all cylinders i mean it it can be it could start to look scary really fast and you know the last thing that you want to do is hope that that happens because you see uh you see a lineup like that again um in the post you see a lineup like that again in the world series and you can run into a lot of trouble um you know they could definitely win another one I, I can see it. You know I, mean, I mean, and I mean, shout out to Twins fans or the Twins in general. They played really good, but they just, I mean, I, at the they, end of the day, Houston, didn't, Houston didn't have it. I mean, no. they just, they just don't have enough. I don't think. I mean, Minnesota uh, didn't have it. Or yeah, Minnesota didn't have enough. Sorry, yeah, they just didn't. I mean, they were. I mean, you got guys like Royce Lewis. Is you know what it I was mean? A cute story for about a couple of days for sure. But then you saw that he real quickly got you know, got cold and didn't do much towards the end. Carlos Correa, I mean, obviously he's been there. He won that World Series with Houston. Um, he showed that, again, I think he showed that he's a he's a guy when it comes to postseason time is definitely someone you'd love to have on your roster because he comes ready to play. You know what I mean? He wants it all the time, and he's there to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you don't you didn't really have much more in, over there. Your starting pitching was good for Minnesota, Sonny Gray and – um, Pablo Lopez. Pablo real, Lopez looked so good. Yeah, man. Pablo Lopez looked really good, and Sonny Gray well, even he beat him. He beat the Astros game win. That was the game that they won. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, their their lineup just didn't. I mean, yeah, Carlos Correa batted four hundred, but I mean, everybody else. I mean, Royce Lewis two twenty seven, Kyle Farmer two fifty, Jorge Polanco one ninety. Um, there was a moment though where they brought in Byron Buxton, who hadn't played since like August, with like runners on in like the eighth, I think it was. Yeah, and he just that would have been sick to see if he hit something, but he flew out to the first baseman. So yeah, he Again, popped up. I I mean I I never thought Minnesota had a chance here. I really didn't. Yeah, Pablo Lopez, seven innings pitch, six hits, zero earned, seven strikeouts. I mean that's what you want, right? Um, Sonny Gray, you know, again, Sonny Gray didn't look horrible. You know what I mean? Um, trying to pull this up right now. But, yeah, Sonny Gray. Sonny yeah. Gray in the postseason threw nine innings, 13 hits with a four ERA. That last game, they roughed him up a little bit. Houston did. But yeah, Pablo Lopez in that second game, or in their in his two games, he had a 0. 0.71 ERA in 12 innings. Man, that's... I mean, to go out there and shut out the Houston lineup like he did was very, very impressive. Like nobody really does that. But he did and they won that game. But I goes mean, to show you Pablo Lopez is a dog too. He's, you know yeah, I mean? but he, nobody really talks about him just because he plays for Minnesota, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean that's kind of, you know, the story of how it always works out for the most part. But um you play for some of these teams. I mean he gave up he gave up four runs. Sonny Gray gave up four runs over four innings, but that those four runs came in the first inning. So, yeah, he got hit around that first inning, but then settled in for three, six strikeouts still. So you can't be mad. I mean, he still shut him down. And after that, your bullpen comes in and, you know, until the very towards the end, Bailey Ober gave up three. You know what I mean? In that game two or game three, it was. 
you know, but that I, was the I one fucking blowout. Hate, I hate this fucking Astros team. Not not for any reason. They're just so good, and they're probably going to make another World Series, and I hate to see that. Yeah, maybe this year, maybe not this year. I hope it's not. I hope we don't ever see Justin it again. Justin Verlander looks good. Yeah. I mean, Christian Javier looks good. Framber looks good enough. I mean, they're, they have the best bullpen in left right now. I mean, they're just a very well-completed team. Yeah, top to bottom, they're there. The only thing is I just want to see their uh, lineup start to get a – their lineup just has to get a little bit more. Well, that's what I'm saying. If Kyle Tucker, weren't, you know, mm-hmm. gets going like he did all season, they're going to be trouble. Like, they're going to be a very hard to beat. Well, Kyle Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman. Michael right? Brantley has been – Yeah, Michael Brantley hasn't done necessarily everything – that you have seen him do before. Uh, Jose Abreu is actually a guy that showed he's a... Yeah, he hit, what was it, two bombs? Yeah, he's got two home runs um, so far. In that He had two home runs in that series against the Twins. Um, both of them shots. I mean, I mean, talk about getting extended. And you said, you said he was going to warm up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's another guy that has potential to be really, really good. You know what I mean? And you just throw him into that lineup. Now just wait for Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman to get going as well. And now you got five guys there, too, that, you know, they get going and all of a sudden they can become unstoppable. You know, it's it's one of those things that can get very scary very quickly, too. So Houston beats Minnesota 3-1 three, three to one there. Um, I Obviously, Minnesota will continue to, I believe, take over that division over there. But in order for them to really get a – to really get over the hump and really make a serious impact in the postseason, I think they're they got a couple bats they need to go at still, um, and some pitching that they need help with. That bullpen is going to definitely need help, um, especially with uh, Sonny Gray maybe not even coming back this year. He's a free agent, you know what I mean. So you're going to have to go add some starting pitching. I mean, if yeah, he they, they, and, they need they need something. They need multiple. Yeah. They need multiple pieces to Before really make an a, impact. Yeah, exactly. Before, yeah, you know what I mean. So when was the last time a central team for either side was? Making it to the World Series. Um, was it Cleveland when they lost to the Cubs? I want to say that was probably the one, yeah. Back uh, in... 7-16. 16. 16. That was 16. Yeah, I want to say that was probably the last time they had a legit chance of an of a central. On both leagues, in American and National. The Cubs that year? Oh, the Cubs that year, but after that, it hasn't really been... Yeah, I mean, the central, both AL and L are pretty weak overall. They need to go do a whole lot over there. and I mean, I can see it. Who wouldn't want to live on a coast somewhere? You know what I mean? But right, we'll but, see what happens there, obviously. So yeah. Houston Houston uh, took care of business. Um, you know, like we predicted, they didn't have uh, any excuse with their timing. So Yeah, they didn't, yeah the layoff didn't hurt them. They didn't, yeah. They Surprisingly, because it hurt everybody else except for them. So whatever. You know what I mean? But over down on the uh, other side. Another team who got hurt by the timing, mm-hmm. allegedly. Another 100-win uh, team that gets swept. Ball, the, the Baltimore Orioles, um, the best team, the number one seed in the American League. They were, uh, yeah, 100-plus wins. And they got swept easily. They, yeah, very, very easily. I mean, it did not look good. I think they were just on the train tracks when a very, very fast, strong train was coming through. I don't think yeah. there was nothing that was going to stop the – the offense, anyways, from uh, the Rangers. I mean, Texas, to me, is just, I mean, they look good, dude. I mean, everything about them, too, is just looking, um, just looks really, really, really good. Their hitting is is there. Unreal. Kyle, Kyle, uh, Corey Seager, um, uh, C- or, uh, Garcia. Adoles Garcia. Adoles Garcia, right? I mean, 
these guys just uh, again i don't understand how you because the, the rangers struggled a little bit there at the end right at the end of the regular season and adolos garcia was hurt all of a sudden this guy gets put back in the lineup and these guys look really scary. Marcus Simeon out there, Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver, honestly, nobody's talking about him. And Mitch Garver right now is probably the most consistent bat in that lineup. Well, I mean, Corey Seager's playing out of his mind as well. Like, that that dude's unreal right now. Corey Seager the other day, he walked, I think, five times in one of the games. Yep. First time that's ever happened in a postseason. I mean, that's just unreal, dude. Uh, this team's scary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say they're scary in both ways. And here's why. I think they're scary because their offense right now is unreal. They're about to go play a team that they've played all year multiple times. You know, yes. came down to the last day to see who wins that division. But it could be kind of a situation like we talked about with Arizona and the Dodgers over there. You know what I mean? I mean, you've had to endear this all season long, and you've had to play in this division, especially that second half that became very strong with Seattle also in the in the hunt there at the end. You know what I mean? And you were one of the teams that prevailed, and now your last one last obstacle is you got to get past Houston. You got to do it. Little brother has to beat up the big brother. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, you know, it. we saw it could be done. Arizona, you know, did it. But uh, I'm telling you. Seven game series gets a little bit game, harder. A lot harder, especially because their bullpen's shaky. Their bullpen is very shaky for the, for the Rangers. And that's what worries me is, yes, you could get away with them when you're offense is running through everybody but they they faced a very unexperienced young pitching rotation Grayson Correct. Rodriguez uh Kyle Bradish um uh, I don't know who started the third game for them but again very young very unexperienced now you have to go face Verlander the Frambers the Christian Javier's the have, Jose Orquides that have been there that have been there that have the experience that has seen this Texas lineup that knows how to pitch to them and if it comes down to you know Let's see whose bullpen can save us a couple innings. Uh, I don't like the Rangers' odds. I don't. I'm the same way. I I feel the exact same way um, just because you do have a guy back there with the name of Aroldis Chapman that I know you're probably relying on. And he continues to show that he struggles struggles just as bad as anybody when it comes to October baseball. Right. You know what I mean? When When you think of struggling, you think Kershaw, you think Chapman have to yeah i mean it's it doesn't look good i mean maybe he flips the script you know what i mean who knows if that happens we are yet to see it happen but yeah i mean i'm kind of in that same boat where if if you get into one of these games i mean and then think about it say game one or game two um you know they get to one of your starting pitchers right now now you got to use your bullpen for five innings and now that just hurts you going through the rest of the series or at least potentially could you know, Jordan Montgomery looks really good. Yeah, Nathan Evaldi looks really good. Really good. But then after that, I mean, you got Andrew Heaney, who I he looked he good. Looked, he looked good. He did he did good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And can I he mean, do can he do good enough against the Astros? I think that's we'll have to see. Yeah, that's that's something I don't know. And then you bring back Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is officially on the roster for the ALCS. Um, I believe last I saw he was slated to be the number one guy. No, I, no, I think no, that's no. a mistake. That's a big mistake. I think that's a huge mistake if that's what they go. If they go, um, if they are going with Max Scherzer against Justin Verlander, Rangers All Star, he is not Texas only key arm. Obviously not. Right? If 
if they're going with Max Scherzer game one against Justin Verlander, I think it puts them in a hole right away, and I think that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. We've, we've seen it in the past, too, where Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer being a max effort guy, especially in situations like this where endurance is running even higher, your emotions are at an all-time high as well. Um, you know, you don't want to lose any game because at the same time it loses momentum for you. I think if you roll uh, Scherzer out there game one, I think you're making a mistake. Your game one has to be Nathan Navaldi. Uh, and that I mean that's just me saying I don't know um if that's what they're doing. I don't know if like the pitching lines up, I'm assuming it is. I mean they've had a good amount of time to rest. But Well, I would keep it the same way they've kept it before. Montgomery, then Nathan Evaldi, and then you throw Scherzer in for game three. Or even four, I mean, depending on how the series is. I mean, I, mean, I, I think Kim and Andrew Heaney over there can be a toss-up, honestly. You know oh, what I mean? And it is. Uh, we do have pitching matchups. Game one is tonight. It's worth noting. Um, Montgomery, Verlander tonight, 6-15. Okay, yeah. So that's... Uh, in Houston. So, yeah. Verla- so then Evaldi will go tomorrow against Valdez. And uh, I'm ass- there's no game three starter yet, but... I believe that's where Scherzer would come in. I mean, that would be my... That would be what I would do. Um, I'd roll Scherzer out there for game three. Hopefully you have at least a 1-1 series at that at the very minimum at that point um, because a lefty, you're throwing a lefty up there against Jordan. You're, I mean, which again, we talked about Jordan can hit lefty. It doesn't matter. He hit righty, no. but uh, you throw up a lefty against Kyle Tucker that's been, that hasn't necessarily been hitting all that great, right? That definitely helps. Um, so it at least isolates another bat there in that lineup, but – at the same time, you have Jose Bregman and Abreu over there from the right side, and Pena. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my, so. it doesn't. Who's on the mound doesn't matter for that Houston Astros lineup. It doesn't. They're so good both sides. They know how to hit either side. It doesn't not matter who comes out. I'm telling you, the thing that's gonna fucking decide this series is that bullpen for the Rangers. If they can hold up and throw, throw up some zeros, I think they have a legitimate chance of winning this series. Yep. Because I, I think, I mean, toe for toe, you know, pound for pound, I think Nathan Valdi and Jordan Montgomery are just as good as Justin Verlander and Framber. Yeah. So I think that's a toss-up. Game three, uh, Christian Javier is going to be better than Max Scherzer. I do. I don't, I don't, I mean, unless, Max, unless this is what Max Scherzer is now, where he needs to take half the year off to be rejuvenated to come, you know, be able to come in and pitch. And maybe that was a, str- and a maybe, strategic and move maybe it does. just on their end. We haven't seen it. We know we don't hear about it. And maybe, but maybe this is what, you know, they need, that he needed in order to be effective in the postseason. So he might come out and throw six innings of scoreless baseball. He might. But he I don't, could. I don't. I, I mean, you can't get can't can't move past even, the fact that he's he's still a good pitcher, right? He still can he dominate. Knows how to, yeah, he still can dominate. He still knows how to pitch. He can still get up there and give you great outings. But at the same time, we've seen it where he can also get hit around a little bit. He can also lose it early, and you know that's what you don't want. To right. See. And I think in previous years we've seen that he is such a workhorse. He throws over two hundred innings every year. I mean. And but that kinda, might be the problem. And just gases out. And but he hasn't done that this year. I don't, when was the last time he threw? Uh, he's he's was on he was on the IL for at least the last month. I want to say it was probably way more than that, honestly. But maybe this is what you know. I mean, still even just a month of of you know rest, a month of you know getting to a hundred percent, a month of being there and ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like you said, maybe this uh, pushes him to really have those. Um, September twelfth. Yeah, so the last uh, the last month, um, he threw uh, five innings, three hits, 
two strikeouts. Yeah. So yeah. What date or what's today? Today's the fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah. So a month. Almost exactly a month. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's it's uh maybe maybe like I said I. I I'm a believer that teams in all sports do this where you get to certain points and it's like, okay, we have this chance. Let's give certain people a little bit extra rest by saying they're hurt, an oblique, a hamstring, whatever it is. We're just going to put you on the eye out to give you a little bit of rest. Make sure you're 100% ready to rock and roll. Because why not? Right? If it's going to give you the better chance of winning it all, that's your ultimate end goal. So, I mean, whether they do it or not, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can't say that's for sure what they do, but I'm a believer that that's what happens um, just to keep people, you know, obviously at 100 when it's necess- when it's 100% needed. So, so again, I think, I think this is going to be a really good series. I do think it's going to come down to Game 7, but unfortunately, I have the Houston Astros. I'm riding the momentum, man. I'm riding it with Texas. I mean, I've been riding Texas the whole postseason. I I. I, I just, uh, again, their lineup is hot. Their lineup is rolling right now. Um, as to where the Astros lineup necessarily isn't 100% there, Pena hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, Bregman hasn't done a whole lot. And Kyle Tucker hasn't necessarily done a whole lot, right? Because Maldonado at the back isn't really going to do much necessarily for you anyways. Um, you know what I mean? He's not going to be a guy. Yeah, maybe he runs into one here or there. We saw it happen. Was it the last postseason? right where he did have like two bombs and those pretty important games as well so again i'm not putting it past him to necessarily get hot or not but i just don't i don't see him being a huge impact for the whole series right um but you never know what comes of it you never know what happens and so honestly let's it's it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be an interesting I, thing. Yeah, Pena, no, I agree. Chase, Chaz McCormick again, Mauricio Dubon. Mauricio Dubon isn't necessarily a a guy you're in your lineup to hit. Michael he, Brantley hasn't necessarily done a whole lot either, right? So again, you have a lineup where a lot of these guys aren't necessarily firing on all cylinders. As to where the Rangers, I would say more guys are. Um, you know what I mean with with all the, with everything going on, right? But. Um, what comes of it and what happens? Anything can, anything can flip. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe these, maybe these uh, three days off that they've had for the Rangers, all, all of a sudden their timing is off too. So <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, they might be the next excuse. Uh, both Max Scherzer and John Gray were added to the ALCS roster. Yeah, so, so that's another arm for uh, Texas as well there too. That so I, I, I think Texas approaches, they're going to ride Montgomery. They're going to ride Evaldi as long as they can. They have the experience with Bruce Bochy, but he's also very good at, you know, plugging in players where they need to. Yeah, I mean, he's won three World so Series. John, he knows so how this John works. Gray might become a bullpen arm. Max Scherzer might come out of the bullpen. I'm not saying they're going to, but he knows how to plug in starters where they need to be, you know, efficient. So... But again, over there with with Texas too, you have guys like I said, Mitch Garver that nobody's talking about, Evan Carter as well. Yep. Evan Carter's been a bat that I mean definitely helped them throughout the uh, ALDS over there. Um, Josh Jung, we've seen, we know what he can kind of do as a rookie as well. So you got a lot of stuff there. You got a lot, a lot of stuff kind of moving together. A lot of moving pieces, obviously, especially at this time. But I think, uh, I think this one, I think this seriously, this serious series. All of a sudden, can't speak, but I think this series is going to come down to the managers. I mean, I think it's going to come down to the moves that get made, when they get made, and who makes the right moves at the right times. Because we talked about it, Bruce Bochy, guys won three World Series. He knows he knows how to do it. 
He knows what moves to make. He knows what cues to pick up on. He knows what he's looking for. And then you have um, Dusty Baker over there. That's also one one. With That's what Houston. I'm saying. He's I also d- been in the league for a very very long time. He knows how to manage people. He knows what he's he knows what to see. So I honestly I honestly think this one's going to come down to managerial decisions, who makes the right moves at the right times, and who makes that one move that can uh, cost them the series. You know? Right, and I just think Houston is going to be too much again. I mean, their offense is. You know, not as hot as the Rangers, but they're there. Their starting rotation's good. Their bullpen's really fucking good. They have an experienced manager. They know what this feeling is. They have home field advantage. I don't know. I'm riding with Houston. Give me Houston in seven. Houston in seven. I'm taking Texas. Um, I I think both series. Um, well, I think this series will for sure go seven. I think the Phillies one can get done in six. Um, with the Phillies there, but I got I'm I'm taking I'm taking Texas I'm taking the Rangers in this one I'm riding with them all the way to the World Series, um, I think they have what it takes, I think they miss I think they fall short at the very very end, but I think they beat the Astros here, um, with the experience of Bruce Bochy, guys won three World Series, not many people can say they've done that I think he knows what buttons to push I think he knows when to push them. And I think we're going to see uh, that take precedence over the Astros this year. Right. Um, I'm also riding with Philly. Give me a 2022 World Series uh, rematch. Uh, I mean, I, I, I really... I, <sighs> that, it's tough. It's the tough, Battle man. of Texas, man, that's the one that trips me out a little bit. I think Philly handles Arizona not easily, but easier than you know the other series. So I, I got Philly in... Probably, I give him in six. No. Would game six be in Philly? Game six. It's yes. two, three, two, three, two. Two, three, two. Yeah. yeah. So game six. And so yeah, seven give me would Phil- give me Philly in six, and then, um, fuck man, yeah, give me give me Houston. I fucking hate to say that, but give me Houston in seven. I just think it's gonna come down to the experience, the bullpen, and I like that way over the Rangers do. Even though Rangers, the Rangers lineup is extremely hot right now, and they're hitting everything. You got to understand, they beat the Rays, who are a really good team. They beat the Orioles, who were the best team in the American League. So they're obviously not, you know, worried about yeah. playing who they play. It's just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I hate to say it, but give me the Astros, man. The Astros I don't, I don't think the Rangers are scared at all. I don't think, I think they're ready no. to go. I think they're more excited than ever, and I think that that energy is going to show, um, especially if Montgomery comes out game one tonight and shoves. It is Sunday, mo- Sunday, I guess, afternoon, about 11 o'clock here in Salt Lake City. Game one of Texas and Houston is slated to start at about 6.15, I believe, today. Our time, 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so things are getting rolling here today, and it could never be more exciting than it has ever been. So stay tuned for the follow-up. Stay tuned for what's to come. Uh, we'll give you guys, obviously, a recap of what's happening here in the next couple of days as well. So we appreciate you guys all. Carlos, any last words for the fans here listening? Yeah, go Phils, babe. Go Phils. There you have it. Thank you guys all again very much. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>